0: Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host. Now, we're going to answer questions from a listener named Noah and a patron named Gracie. But we'll play her question and Noah's after the story so we don't spoil the rest. Oh good, that leaves us more time for shoutouts. Like mine for Lincoln, who likes to play soccer, Beyblades, and video games. And Ollie, who likes Legos and Minecraft. And they're from Marlboro, Massachusetts. And I am here to shout out Katie, who is seven years old. And really likes to draw. Poor I've got a quick meow out for Lelia, who is six years old and loves
1: art and math. Abacus here to shout out Ruby, age five years old. She's a big fan of Harry Potter and swimming at the beach. I have a final shout out for Henry. He loves bugs and is eight years old from Spokane, Washington.
0: Well, thank you, Henry, Ruby, Lelia, Katie, Ollie, and Lincoln. Also, we've got to share Clara's character. Clara submitted a character named Cammy, who's an evil squid monster, and she wants to take over before her brother, Kathunkel. Thank you so much, Clara. As you all know, the next few stories may be set in a place known as Alternia, where our normal characters may be quite different than what we expect. Now let's find out what happened to Fred the Dog. Cammy and Cathunder were orphans. If timeless beings of incomprehensible power can have parents in the first place. But that's kind of what this story's about. You see, Cami and Cathunder spent the first 10 billion years or so of existence being pretty bored. After teething on some cold moons, napping on some warm stars, and devouring a barren world or ten, they started wondering how it is that they came to be. They searched across galaxies, peered into black holes, swam across oceans of dark matter, and whispered at the edges of the universe, but couldn't figure out their place in the, well, the everything mostly outer space was pretty quiet some of it was very beautiful and other bits were pretty boring so they drifted feeling alone even though they had each other sometimes fighting though they hardly knew about what but then finally they found something new it was life They'd seen it before in one simple form or another, but most places in the universe made living pretty tough. Unless, of course, you were a timeless being of incomprehensible power. So how had all these not-timeless creatures of comprehensible power come to live on such a tiny blue planet? Cammie and Cathunder watched as these creatures learned and grew and multiplied. Generation after generation went by. They saw families form and figured out we're brother and sister, which meant that somewhere out in that big, wide everything, Cammy and Cthunder had parents too, right? So the siblings set out to find Zaza and Nini, as they chose to call these theoretical parents.
1: The most powerful force in the universe is
0: destruction, said Kathunder, a writhing mass of lightning in the shape
1: of a squidopus. So if we tear down enough of existence, we're bound to find Zaza and Nini. Process of elimination? Literally.
0: "'Your evil plan lacks subtlety,' said Cammie, a mesmerizing swirl of darkness that sometimes shaped itself into a person. "'It took us over ten billion years to find this one planet. These creatures are rare, special. They study their world and discover new things, so we too must study them.'" And
1: by study, of course, you mean devour?
0: Uh, Of course. Eventually. But we should at least let this planet marinate for a few eons. There will be so many more of these sentient creatures upon it by then. But Cathunder was impatient. He wanted to eat up this world and move on to the next one. Then... He and Cammy fought, as siblings often do, and Cammy, being the eldest by one infinitith of a second and having slightly longer legs, was able to kick a thunder off of Alternia and set about ruling herself. Blast
1: you back. and your slightly longer legs.
0: Without her brother around, bratty though he was, Cammy found herself feeling lonely. She noticed many of the people on Alternia would take on creatures called Pets, and so she decided to invent one. It shall be the most loyal of all creatures. It shall eat the things that I drop, so that I needn't clean up. It shall need two walks a day, which is for me a good thing, as in Amorphous Cloud of Darkness I need a better fitness routine. Also, it shall be Kadali. So Cammie went to the center of Alternia's most fiery volcano and reached forward with all of her power, trying something she'd never tried before. Rise, my friend. My bat. My. Whoa, is it hot in here? Or are my insides lava? It was a four-legged rock monster with a wagging tail and an extra long tongue of molten lava. Oh, wow. That was a big mistake. Sorry, I meant to make something more symmetrical. I shall just erase you from existence and start again. Hey, that's no way to treat your experiments. Why not? My parents abandoned me and my brother. It's the beginning of the universe. Oh, I'm sorry. That must have been tough. But you're not really my parent. Of course I am. I created you. Mm, not really. You just brought me into this reality as like a cool volcano dog. This reality? Fred the Volcano Dog licked his rocky face, dribbling lava everywhere as he sniffed his way out into the open. Right, that reminds me. You ever heard of What If World? No. Phooey. I really sticked in it this time. And Fred started chewing on a nearby tree. Only to have it immediately set on fire. Stop. I command you. Fine. Oh, Sticks got me into this mess in the first place. I should just give him up. What is this What If World? That's where I'm from. Pretty sure we're in an alternate dimension. What makes you think that? Come on, Alternia. Mr. Eric's not even trying. Plus, this volcano looks really familiar. If there are other realities, perhaps Zaza and Nini got stuck on one, no? I don't know, maybe. And what if world is really convenient. Cause kids could just be like, what if Zaza and Nini were in what if world? And then they way they would be. Then you must take me to your world. I command you. Oh, command much? I'm my own giant volcano dog. And Fred started to wander off. His tongue dragging behind him and... Was it getting longer? Maybe blueberries will be cold enough for me to eat them with this lava tongue. Hey, are blueberries blue because they're cold? Kimmy sped ahead to catch up with the Rocky Volcano Dog. Please take me to your world. I've got to find my family. Hey, I want to get back there too, but I don't have the tat. Fred stopped beside a little blueberry bush, gave it a quick sniff, and then scooped up the whole thing in one lick. Oh, it's like my tongue makes them into warm blueberry pie. Creature. It's Fred the volcano dog, thank you very much. Fred, how do we get this tech you speak of? Oh, without what ifs? I don't know. maybe if people keep learning and inventing for a really, really long time without lots of sickness and fighting to distract them. So you're saying in order to help this world discover interdimensional travel, I merely have to conquer it and rule with an iron fist for eons? What? That's not what I said. Oh, man. Wait, is my lava tongue getting even longer? And as Fred's tongue continued to grow, Cammie sent a message to all of Alternia to put aside their differences and start working towards a better life for all. Or else, her message ended, I will release the fracken. The what? And this tongue of fire shall wrap around the world and squeeze until it pops. Oh, wait, I I don't want the world to pop. That'd be quite inconvenient. Maybe rather than setting aside our differences, we should celebrate them. Whatever. Just make sure you can enjoy peace and good health, or we will destroy you. I so do not agree to this. Do not make me release the fracking. Yeah, I'm assuming that I'm the fracking though. Uh, oh, Oh, uh... And fearing the horrible future that might befall their world, the people of Alternia worked together for generations. Hey there, Mr. Evil Empress. People's worried about this whole climate thing. Then we build a greener world with renewable resources and cleaner air. Oh, that sounds like a really lot of work. Well, you know what is not a lot of work? Releasing the fracking! Oh, fine, fine. Mistress, when our subjects get sick, they cannot afford the care that they need. Then we shall all share in the care of each other. That sounds expensive. Well, you know what is really cheap? Releasing, Releasing the, the fracking! I knew you weren't gonna say that! Hey. Madam President, people are angry at each other. Afraid someone's gonna make a mistake and you'll release the fracking. Then we, uh... Uh... Or, uh, what? Should I round them all up and feed them to your volcano dog? Heck no. I only like blueberries now. And no, I don't want to eat any blueberry people in case there are blueberry people. But just to be safe, don't tell me if there are any blueberry people. There are no blueberry people. Exactly. <laughs> That and Kami, what do I tell the people? The nine blueberry people. That's not a thing I should have to specify. Tell them uh, th- th- uh, that the fracken will not eat them. That they should be kind to each other. Not out of fear, but because this is the best way to live a happy life. Wow, that's a beautiful sentiment. Perfect. Meow if they don't buy it, we can just feed them to the fracking. Um, yes, yes, it's a perfectly wicked trick. Alternia, ever so slowly, transformed into a greener, more caring world, but it was still far from perfect. And no matter how good they got at inventing, ages passed, and they still had not figured out how to travel from one dimension to the next.
1: Cammy, I'm home.
0: Brother, it's so good to see you. Don't you mean
1: so evil to see me?
0: Yes, of course, evil. I see there are
1: billions on this world now. Good thing I brought my appetite.
0: Um, no, brother. This is my world now. You have eaten countless planets and
1: stars since we
0: last met.
1: Mm -hmm. Very well. If there is an odd number of living creatures, you can have the extra one. No,
0: Cathunder. They can help us find our parents. We just need to give them more time to invent and discover.
1: That does not sound like evil talk, Cammy. You should at least let me eat my half of the people. It will motivate the other half to work even harder.
0: Fred saw how upset his friend Cammy was getting, so he stepped up beside her, his epically long, fiery tongue coiled up and
1: tense.
0: Thunder. I think Cammy has something she needs to say to you.
1: Fire creature, you are neither evil nor family, so your opinions do not matter.
0: Don't talk to Fred that way.
1: Excuse me.
0: Fred has been here for me, helping me rather than flying across the universe and a never-ending temper tantrum.
1: <gasps> this is not a temper tantrum. Now feed me three and a half billion people. I'll destroy your planet!
0: The skies darkened across Alternia, and bright cracks of lightning tore through the shadow as Cammy and Gathunder faced off over the fate of a world. Stop it, you two! Said Fred, his tongue forming a wall of lava between them, while the rest of it reached far up into the sky. Cut thunder Kimmy is the best thing that ever happened to this world. What? No, 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 no. I just need more time. z then we will eat the world. Just as I always planned. Oh yeah, you've been talking that evil talk for eons. But how many times have you released a fracking? Well, we go for Vox twice a day. Yeah, and they're nice, and people wave at us, and it makes you happy.
1: Sister, does this failed experiment speak the truth?
0: And Cammy's shadowy form became the young lady she often pictured herself as being. He is not a failed experiment. Sure, I do not know why he's half rock monster, and his lava tongue will not stop growing. I'm licking the moon right now. <sighs>
1: <sighs>
0: but Fred is my family, and so are the people of this world so you can either join us or not.
1: That is not a fair choice. We are family.
0: We are, and I wish you'd choose to act like it, Cuthundra. <laughs> but with a deafening peal of thunder, her brother was gone. Cammy and Fred looked up at the night sky to see a distant orange planet brightly flash and then disappear. Oh, this is gonna be really bad, huh, Cammie? I do not know, Fred. This is an argument we have never had before. Uh, uh, Fred, are you still licking the moon? It's like the biggest, coldest blueberry of all. (laughs) The end. Well, Noah, Gracie, and Clara, I hope you enjoyed your story. Noah's question was... My name is Noah, and I live in Virginia. I'm six years old, and my what-if question is, what if dogs were invented in volcanoes? Bye. And we'll play our patron Gracie's question for you right now. Hi, Mr. Eric. My name is Gracie. My what if question is, what if the dogs um, didn't like sticks and ate blueberries? And what if um, the dogs tongue never stopped growing and growing until it could going into outer space. Thank you, Mr. Eric. Thank you, Mr. Eric. I like your podcast. I like your podcast. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being a part of our story this week. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at What If World Podcast or Twitter at What If World Pod. And the easiest way to help us out is just tell a friend about us. A minute of your time could mean a world of difference to us. Finally, if you want ad-free episodes, a better chance of getting your question answered, a shout-out on the show, and access to other great prizes, you can support us at patreon.com slash whatifworld. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who know the world isn't simply good people and bad. We can be invented every day through our actions and choices. Until we meet again... Keep wondering.